Hey gang, it's time for another episode of the I'm in Love With That Song podcast. This episode, we've got some 100% rock and roll for you. This is Rosalie by Thin Lizzy. It doesn't get much better than this, folks. My name is Brad Page, and each time we get together on this podcast, I bring a different song to the table. And we dig into it together, trying to figure out what makes it tick, what makes this song special. No music theory required. All you need are your ears and a love for music. This time, I've chosen a song that is a stone-cold classic and truly one of my all-time favorites, Thin Lizzy's version of Rosalie. Rosalie! We'll be right back after this message. I love Thin Lizzy, but I feel like I should say right off the bat that I feel a little guilty choosing this as our first Thin Lizzy song to talk about because this is a cover song. And Phil Lynott, who was the heart and soul of Thin Lizzy, was a great songwriter in his own right. Really great, especially with his lyrics. He could tell a story or paint a picture. He had a real style all his own. So as we dig into this song, I don't want to gloss over the fact that Phil Lynott was one of the greats. So, first, a little history. Singer and bass player Phil Lynott and drummer Brian Downey met when they were still school kids in Dublin, Ireland. Many guitarists would come and go from the Thin Lizzy lineup, but Lynott and Downey would stay together until the very end. Originally a three-piece trio with a Celtic bend to their sound, By the time they recorded their fourth album in 1974, the band had a harder-edged sound and two new guitar players, Brian Robertson from Scotland, who was only 18 years old at the time, and a Californian named Scott Gorham. In 1975, this lineup returned to the studio to record their fifth album called Fighting. They chose the song Rosalie to open the album. Rosalie was written by Bob Seger and appeared on his album back in 72. So, who is this Rosalie? Well, Rosalie Tremblay was the music director for the Canadian AM Top 40 station CKLW from 1968 until 1984. Even though it was a Canadian station with a 50,000-watt signal, it could be heard in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan, and was really popular in Detroit. Rosalie had an uncanny ability to pick a hit. She was extremely influential in breaking out bands to a large audience. She was once referred to as the number one music director in the United States, which is pretty good for a Canadian station. She was also one of the few women to work as a music director at the time. So, Bob Seger wrote this song for Rosalie in tribute to her, but probably with some frustration over his inability to get his songs played on the radio. Seeger's own version of the song is pretty raw, with a slow beat that just kind of plods along. No one dares, 
Finn Lizzy cranked up the guitars and the tempo to deliver a much harder rocking version. She's quite the mediator, a smoother operator you will never see. She'll see you later, no one dare disobey her openly. But this is not the version that we're going to listen to here. We're going to listen to the definitive version of this song, at least what I believe is the definitive version, from Thin Lizzy's live album called Live and Dangerous, released in 1978. Now, there's some debate over how live this live album actually is. Producer Tony Visconti claimed that there were tons of overdubs done on the record, whereas the band said that there were only a few fixes here and there. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me because this song, as far as I'm concerned, this song is rock and roll perfection. This is what we're going to try and get to moving on this one. It's a number recorded by Bob Seger, number called Rosie. On this live version, the guitars are much punchier, louder, and more powerful. This is such a great guitar riff. It's really simple, but riffs like this always lift me up. There's something about the energy and the way the chords relate to each other. It's so interesting how the juxtaposition of one note next to another can make you feel happy or sad or melancholy or inspired. Because really, we're just talking about vibrations that cause sound. It's all pretty clinical. And yet we respond to it in such an emotional way. Anyway, back to the song. That's Brian Robertson playing the initial riff there. His guitar is panned to one side, while Scott Gorham's guitar is on the other side of the mix, which makes it pretty easy to hear what each player is doing throughout the song. While Robertson plays the riff, Gorham, Linet, and Downey play big sustaining chords that build up the intro. It's a classic rock and roll technique you've heard in a million songs. Once the song takes off, Gorham starts to play the same riff as Robertson, but he's playing a different chord inversion in a higher register. That accomplishes two things. The sound is fuller because you've got a wider frequency spectrum covered from low to high. But just as important, it keeps the two guitar parts from stepping on each other. Each part is distinct, even though the chord changes are the same. Listen to Gorham's guitar part when it comes in, playing the higher part, and listen to how it complements Robertson's part. You'll hear Robertson and Gorham return to those parts all throughout the song. For now, they're holding down the main chord as we get ready for the verse. There were those parts again. I've always liked how the riff climbs down twice there. A 
great chorus. It couldn't be more simple, but it works. Second verse. So remember who this song is about when he sings the next line. She's so fantastic. She's everybody's favorite little record girl. She knows music. I know music too, you see. Maybe Bob Seger's being a little defensive there. Just listen to how the guitars and the whole band really just doesn't let up. The energy of this song just keeps barreling ahead. I love it. the bridge it's my least favorite part of the song but it works check out the bass guitar climbing up the scale this is a great guitar solo by brian robertson one of my favorite robertson solos he was only about 21 years old when this was recorded he was a Scotsman with a fiery temper and not afraid of a fight. He seriously injured his hand in a bar fight in 1976 and was unable to play an American tour with Thin Lizzy. But man, Brian Robertson can play a guitar. This is a great solo, very melodic, and Robertson takes full advantage of the wah-wah pedal to get a great guitar tone. Love the way Phil spits out the word power here. Now we're reaching the end of the song. On the studio version, the song simply fades out at the end. When they initially played the song live around 1975, they would end it something like this. Notice the tempo is a lot slower. This is from a TV appearance on the London Weekend Show in 75. Sometimes they would segue the song into another song called The Rocker. But by 1976, the band had released their next album, Jailbreak, which became a big hit and the best-selling album the band ever released. One of the songs on the Jailbreak album is called Cowboy Song. 
And in kind of an interesting move, they started to tack on a little bit of cowboy song onto the end of Rosalie. This worked so well that they kept performing it that way for the rest of the band's history. In fact, on the live album, the song is credited as Rosalie slash Cowgirl Song. So let's hear the end of Rosalie with the cowboy or cowgirl song tagged on at the end. I am totally in love with this whole bit. Classic Thin Lizzy twin guitars, that's Scott Gorham taking the high harmony. Rosalie by Thin Lizzy. Phil Lynott was one of the very few black hard rockers to make it. There's a statue in his honor in Dublin, Ireland, his hometown, outside of one of his favorite pubs. Lynott died in 1986, another casualty of drugs and alcohol. He was only 37. There's more story to be told about Phil Lynott and Thin Lizzy, and I'm sure we're going to revisit them again on this podcast. The Thin Lizzy Live and Dangerous album was given to me as a Christmas gift by a friend. I was probably 16 or 17 at the time. That was over 30 years ago, but I still remember that, and I still love listening to this album. Don't let anyone sell you a different story. Music is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, thanks for giving me some of your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. What are your favorite Thin Lizzy tracks? Who's your favorite Thin Lizzy guitarist? There's been a bunch of them. Find me on Facebook and like our page. Just search for the I'm In Love With That Song podcast. Write a review or just give us a thumbs up wherever you listen to the show. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Time for me to pack it in for tonight. Back to work tomorrow. Let's ride off into the sunset to the sound of Rosalie slash Cowgirl Song by Thin Lizzy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.